Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is always a great place to be on a Saturday. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I'm your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've helped hundreds of people with their real estate investment, their real estate purchases, sales, uh, anything regarding real estate here in our fair city uh, for over 30 years now. Hard to believe. I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada in terms of production, and I'd be pleased to help you as well, too. You can find my contact information on the rest of the whole Home Show team members by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. Uh, and all of our contact information is there. Uh, or, of course, you can always just find me online. Google Tony Joe, Tony Joe Real Estate. Uh, I'd be happy to hear from you. And I do hear from our CFAX listeners on a regular basis. Thank you very much for reaching out. And thank you for returning every week. It means a lot to us. We enjoy doing this so much. Uh, not only that, but, uh, you know, we deliver some great content and information that hopefully not only do you enjoy, but we do as well, too. We learn every time we have guests on the program here about so many things. Speaking of which, by the way, if you listen to podcasts in your car, at home, whatever, uh, you can download all five years of our podcast by visiting iTunes or Google Play. Uh, and all of our episodes are there. There's so much to choose from. It's all uh, listed. You know, you'll uh, get an idea of what episode contains what. Uh, so many great things. Uh, today, our guests are going to be our show partners. We have our recurring guest, uh, and in many ways, our co-host, Denise Webster. Of course, she's our mortgage broker extraordinaire with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, she'll be talking about what's going on out there in the mortgage world. Hope to have a conversation with her about the recent uh, rise in interest rates, what's happening there, uh, any changes she's, she's seeing out there in the marketplace. Uh, we also will have Pierre Beauvais, who is also another show sponsor and partner. He is a home building inspector with Silhouette Building Inspections. I want to have a chat about, uh, you know, it's changing the seasons right now, of course. Uh, we are entering this beautiful spring weather, and we want to get from him some ideas or tips on things to check out around the house or things to start working on around the house as the weather improves. And what I'm also hoping to do as well, too, with both of them is to maybe start talking about perhaps uh, taking some equity out of your home if you have some improvements that you want to do around your place. Is it time for a new kitchen? Is it time for new bathrooms? Is it time for, I'm looking at a driveway, by the way, so I've got to think about a new driveway. Um, but sometimes people have all of their equity tied up in their home. And, you know, now is maybe not a bad time to think about unlocking some of that equity uh, and turning it into, I don't know, a new driveway. Who knows, right? Anyways, looking forward to having a great episode. As always, we start 
uh, our episodes talking about home related things, including things that you would like to talk about. So if you've got something that you want us to cover, just reach out to us again, Google me or go to the CFAX website uh, and we will cover it on the air. What I want to talk about today, and this is something that has come up uh, 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 quite a bit recently, and that is preparing your home for sale. You know, we enter the spring market. Of course, we always start seeing more inventory. People start thinking about putting their properties on the market. Hey, I know the market's been kind of crazy. And this is the way things are being. Some people have been waiting for, you know, more choices out there so they could find a house to buy before they sell. You know, that's great. But there are some fundamentals about preparing your house for sale. And these are things that I wanted to discuss with you today. So, you know, one of the first things is people often wonder, do I have to do all of these things? Should I paint? Should I replace the tile in the bathroom? Should I um, repa replace the railings on the deck? Things like that. Well, I would really suggest that you go or that you contact your trusted real estate advisor, someone like me, uh, because we will go over and have a look around. Because one of the things you want to know is if any of these things that you think you have to do are really necessary in the current marketplace. Now, really, as a rule of thumb here, in a buyer's market where there's a lot of competition for listings, there's a lot of choice for buyers, you do definitely need to sharpen up your offering. You've got to make it really attractive and appealing because you want the advantage. You want to be the best looking house uh, on the, um, you know, of the current inventory. So yes, you will want to do a number of things, but today it's the opposite. It's a seller's market. Uh, there is virtually no inventory out there. There's tons of buyers. Uh, what that does mean is that buyers today, you know, as long as you're getting informed, of course, buyers are willing to accept houses the way they are. Um, but however, you know, I want to give you some advice right now that is kind of uh, evergreen. So, uh, you know, uh, seller's market, buyer's market doesn't really, really matter, right? I mean, the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to uh, declutter, start taking away things from your home. Uh, I would say, in my experience, houses are probably a little more cluttered uh, in the eyes of a buyer than what the owner might think it is. You see, we're used to having our things, our, our, our articles, our trinkets, all that around our home. We're used to having it. But for some buyers, it might be a little overwhelming, right? So starting to do declutter, take away things from the countertops, the bathroom countertop, even the storage rooms. What I like to say is it is like pre-packing in advance because if your intention is to move, you're going to have to pack this stuff up anyways. So get it done now. Get the house looking as uh, open and as airy as possible. There are fundamentals to staging too. There's books out there. There's YouTube videos. Uh, I did take a sort of I took a certification in home staging many years ago. So I understand uh, all of these things. You know, they talk about uh, staging and uh, presenting things in threes and all that different heights. We're gonna talk about that a little later. Maybe have a stager on one of these days and, and talk about that. Uh, but definitely a declutter. The next thing is you're going to want to have your house tidy. Now, this is true even in a seller's market where there's no inventory. The house should be clean. Now, there are something, it's amazing how many things, like it's one of my pet peeves, unflushed toilets, right? Toilet lids up, garbage in garbage cans, you know, uh, dishes in the kitchen sink. No, guys, you're selling your house, get it ready for sale. There's an old saying, and that is, 
you live in a house differently than when you sell your house. Uh, it's going to be a very different time. The good news in a seller's market is at least you're not going to be on the market for three months or six months having your toothbrush under the sink, right? Things tend to happen a little quicker nowadays. Um, now, some things that maybe Pierre and I can touch on a little bit later. Uh, if it's an older house, there may be an underground oil storage tank. Even, you know, you might think there's not, but it's best to get a tank scan. That's a under, maybe a ground penetrating radar scan going around the house at the very least to have a report on hand that states there is no tank will give some extra security to a potential buyer, especially if you've got a multiple offer situation and you've got a lot of people uh, offering in your house. You don't want it to be, hey, I'll pay you this great price. I don't need financing. Maybe don't even need a billing inspection, but we do still need a tank scan. Well, you might as well get the scan done ahead of time. So that's one less hurdle to deal with. And as I'm talking about it, you may consider having a pre-listing inspection. And again, Pierre will talk about that. Um, get it inspected because if a buy buyer still needs to do their due diligence, they should still get their own inspection. But in the absence of time, it may give them, again, a little extra confidence there. Um, there are other things too. Is your house old enough where it may have asbestos insulation? See, these are things, these are hurdles that you don't want to happen after the sale, Right. These are things you can check out, check out, uh, and then you're going to want to talk to your bank and check with your mortgage to see what your penalty is. Denise has brought this up, uh, I think the last time she was on the program. You don't want a rude awakening of a huge uh, prepayment penalty. You're going to want to get your buyout and know how much you're owing. And while you're at it, get your mortgage set up for the place you're going to. So if you're going to be buying as well too, get yourself fi financially set up, right? Because the last thing to talk about is it's pretty helpful to know where you're going to go. Where are you going? That's part of the preparation uh, stage here, right? So there's a lot of things to consider. And again, that's what we're here for. So if you have any questions at any time, you want to talk about any of this, just reach out to your friends here at the Whole Home Show, including myself, Denise, JP, Pierre, and Gurpreet. We are here to help. Anyways, need to take our break here. When we come back, We'll be having a chat with Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage broker, learning about what's going on out there in the mortgage world. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Always great having our show supporters, our show sponsors here. Uh, you know, folks, I mentioned every time when you're here listening that our show comes to you because of the fact that we have these guys uh, that, you know, not only give us their knowledge and their time and their skill, but they also are, are here for you as well. You know, you've got questions. You want to talk about uh, legal matters, uh, building inspection, home insurance, and right now, mortgage stuff. You know who you got to call. you got to call Denise Webster. Denise from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. And I got to count, but it is entirely possible that you are my, our most frequent uh, visitor guest. You're our guest host here, Denise. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Tony. It's always good to be back. Oh, okay. You know what? And there's always so much that we can talk about in the mortgage realm because there have been change. I mean, we don't even talk about mortgage rates nowadays because like things are constantly changing. But um, we had that mortgage rate increase uh, early March that everyone was expecting, right? Yep. yep. Um, you corrected me at the time too, because, you know, when you hear the news and stuff and I made the comment, oh, it's up half a point. That's, that wasn't the truth, right? 
Right. And it, you know what, you weren't the only one that heard it that way. There was quite a bit of, uh, you know, mixed media or just that first initial announcement. That's what sticks. And you hear that. And that's the overnight lending rate, not the prime lending rate. Overnight lending rate. And then the prime lending rate, which is what uh, the, the bank people, set. Yeah. That was not 0.5%. That was a quarter, one quarter know. percent increase. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell us though, what happened? Because, um, you know, we're in a very interesting time right now. The, you know, we, we're all sensing the tide is shifting a little bit. That doesn't mean that it's getting slow or getting back to normal. It's just maybe not as crazy as it was before, but. Yeah, I agree. Okay. It's just, there is definitely a shift. And I think it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of fear and a lot of um, drive for people to get into the market because they're hearing about the, the rate increases and they're hearing about how competitive the market is. So um, it kind of brings a bit of a, a fear-based response, um, especially the way the media will announce the rates and, you know, increases, increases. I mean, that's what's going to get the attention. So that is what's driving it, I think, right now. And I'm sure you're seeing there's not just, there's not a huge increase in supply. So we kind of have that worst case scenario of, you know, lots of buyers and not enough supply. And then a bit of a panic because we hear these, um, you know, the announcements of rates increasing. Perfect storm. Yeah. And this is not the end too, because we're all yeah. expecting more increases, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, not nearly what's being predicted, in my opinion. I really don't think we're going to see. I mean, you'll hear articles that the overnight lending rate or that prime lending rate is going to increase another four, five, six quarter percent. So that's just never going to happen. I cannot see that happening. Um, but that is what's kind of like going to get all the response. It's going to get people to click on that and it's going to get people to panic. And worst of all, it's going to get people to lock into a fixed rate out of their variable rate mortgage, which is nothing more than the banks would love you to do. Oh, okay. So we sort of chatted about this last time, but you know, I'm sure we've got, we have new listeners listening in today. That is a big question is, yeah. is it time to lock in variable or fixed? Uh, what is the answer? I always say, stay the course. You got into a variable rate mortgage for a reason. And if that discount is good enough off of the prime lending rate, you need to stay the course. Yes, it can go up and it will probably go up another quarter percent, maybe two more quarter percents, but there's a very good chance it could come back down. And that's why you ride out your variable rate mortgage. Those people that will lock in will be kicking themselves if that rate starts to come down again. And the spread right now between that variable adjustable rate and what you could lock in today in your fixed rate is such a huge spread. You're taking an instant hit to increasing your mortgage. So for really easy numbers, say you've got a discount off of prime and your mortgage rate is around one and a half percent under 2%. You're going to lock in right now to almost three and a half percent. You're going to double your rate and you're going to do it immediately if you lock in. So you're going to take that immediate hit and lose any gain that you've already got in your um, variable rate mortgage. Whereas if you ride this out, it's going to be slow. It's going to be gradual. You will be way further ahead staying in your floating rate than taking that immediate hit today and locking in. And then don't even get me started on what happens if you break. You're that. pretty excited about this whole topic here, aren't you? No, it's it's just not taught enough. I just don't think people really understand the difference between the fixed and the variable rate mortgage, and mostly they don't understand the penalty they could be facing if they're breaking a five-year fixed rate. Yeah, that's now where we, we get... did talk about that last time. When, when yeah. you're on the air, we talked about you know how how, how penalties can be very painful, right? But I, I think. I feel that people don't often look at the, the entire, you know what your payment is and you yeah. know what your term is, 
But I think very few people actually look at how much they've paid over that three years or five year term. And uh, this is where the difference is, right? Yeah. So quickly, you can call your bank or your lender and ask them what is the best fixed rate that they can offer you today if you chose to lock in. Get them to quote you that. Then get them to tell you what your new payment would be. And then do the math and look at your current payment. Basically, calculate about $12.50 for every $100,000 of your mortgage. So if you have a $100,000 mortgage and the rate goes up a quarter percent, your payment's going to increase $12.50. Okay. So then do the math on your mortgage, what you would pay if you lock in today versus that gradual payment. I bet you you're still winning in your variable rate mortgage. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the fixed mortgages are there for a reason. There are people who just, they, they like the certainty. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, there's definitely some certainty in some people's name. Hey, you know what? There's no reason I'm ever going to break this five-year fixed rate mortgage. There's no reason I'll ever pay a penalty. I'm just renewing my mortgage. I have no reason to sell, no reason to finance. Absolutely. That's a nice security in a fixed rate. And believe me, I've got a good portfolio of fixed rate clients. Um, but we have the conversation. They absolutely know what they're up against. And the biggest difference between those fixed rate penalties is who the lender is. The big banks versus a non-bank. Different calculation on those fixed rate penalties. So know your lender, know your product, talk to your mortgage broker, or just call your lender and get some quotes. Just hypothetically call. Find out what that penalty would be today if you broke it. It's eye-opening. Basically, what you're saying is don't be shy. Just Don't be shy. Ask questions. Out. Absolutely. Yeah. The information is there for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, and, and, and again, this, this, whole, this whole notion of, uh, you know, where we're at with interest rates and everything, none of us know. But I think we all agree that we're not going to see any major, uh, any major change would have uh, huge repercussions in the economy as a whole. No. I don't think the government wants us to get there, right? I mean... I'm, I'm not I'm not the senior broker in this industry. I'm in my going into my 13th year. Mm -hmm. um, and in that 13 years, the highest five year fixed rate I've seen was 3.89%. It's still it, not a crazy, crazy rate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In, in 12, 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, actually, some of our listeners. So my first sale was uh, a fixed rate of 11.5% back in 1991. I know. Uh, there's going to be Very a lot. Story. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of listeners here who remember the days of eighteen percent, nineteen percent. You know, I I can't I can't even venture to you know when you look at those uh, charts that show the amount of interest versus how much principal is being paid, that's yes. really the biggest thing right now is so much more of your payment is going towards actual principal, right? Yeah, around that three percent range. It's almost 50-50. Your payment's 50% principal, 50% interest. That's pretty good when you compare to when people were in the double digits of interest. It was front-loaded interest. You were not touching that principal balance. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Okay. Well, uh, Denise, um, don't go anywhere because we're having a conversation here. We're going to get uh, Pierre Beauvais here uh, just in a moment talking about uh, you know home inspection stuff, but mm -hmm. a topic that I want to get on together with both of you guys is doing some home improvement stuff and maybe leveraging the equity that you've built in your home, not necessarily selling it. People can give you a call and uh, unlock some money to, to, uh, to help you with your home, right? Great topic. Yeah. Um, but remind people, if they need to get a hold of you, what is the best way? Oh, call me directly, 250-889-4743 uh, or an email, denise at denisewebster.com. 
Uh, and again, uh, we know that our loyal CFAX listeners uh, call you. Uh, they sure do. Oh yeah, there, there we go. So uh, always questions, such a complicated uh, topic, mortgages and uh, you know fixed and variable, all that kind of stuff. Denise is the person to chat with. We just need to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be having a chat with Pierre Beauvais about building inspections. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, and also one of our guests today. J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And our next guest for today, Pierre Beauvais with Silhouette Home Inspections. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting the cfax1070.com website. Uh, you'll find us under shows, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Uh, we would love to hear from you. You can also download all of our previous episodes uh, on our podcast. You can find them on iTunes or Google Play. Again, it's just the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. We were having a chat before the break with Denise Webster, uh, again, talking about mortgage stuff. Now, I know it's not new, hot, sexy topic, but it is stuff that people want to know about, you know, fixed rate, variable rate, uh, all of these things. Denise is still here with us because we're going to have a conversation in a few moments about maybe unlocking the equity in your home to do some fun stuff. Uh, but right now we have Pierre Beauvais. Pierre is, as I mentioned, a home inspector with Silhouette Home Inspections. Uh, Pierre, great having you back. Hey, thanks, Tony. It's great to be back, as always. And of course, I saw you yesterday because we had another one of these pre-listing inspections. So uh, in today's market where you know people may not have a chance to do a building inspection or an owner wants to know the condition of their home before they go to market, very handy having you around. Yeah, they've become very popular in this market. Absolutely. Um, and I actually think they're here to stay, to be honest. Um, they provide a lot of good information and they're very valuable to everybody. Um, sellers, buyers, agents, um, lenders, everyone involved. So um, they're, they're a good way to go. You know, I, I, before we, 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 we talk and the topic that we had intended to, I do want to give you a, uh, a call out because you did another one for us about a month ago. And, uh, you know, the house had some issues because it was an older house and, you know, things like that. We did have multiple offers. We did have bidding wars, you know, as happens in this market, especially with a, you know, nice neighborhood and stuff. Yes. And the buyer was not able to get themselves an inspection. Buyers should still get their own inspection. I mean, that is still very important. But in the absence of time, in the absence of ability to book someone, uh, having uh, the seller's inspection was very handy. And the comfort for the seller was knowing that everything was out there. There's nothing hidden, right? That's right. Yeah, and it can, it can also make or break um, and make up a decision for a, for a buyer uh, to determine whether or not they want to do a pre-offer inspection um, or if they're just, you know, they, they may rely on the inspection report that I provided, but they may also, like you say, want to do their own inspection and the, the pre-list inspection, the one that we provide uh, before it goes onto market, that one can be a big... Um, you know, a big factor in deciding for some people whether or not they just want to uh, move on or, or proceed with an inspection and, and an offer. Yeah. So, you know, all about disclosures, all about, yeah. it's all about people doing their due diligence and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, we're going to change the seasons right now. 
um, you know, although we're recording today, it's kind of rainy and stuff like that. Moving away from wintertime, oh, springtime, if you can imagine that. But it also means that we should be looking around our house uh, at things and making sure that everything is uh, copacetic, as they say, right? So I mm -hmm. um, wanted to just touch on some things with you. What are some things that people should be uh, uh, paying attention to right now as the weather shifts? Oh, wow. Yeah. As, as, as we're looking out our window and it's a, a beautiful rainy day in Victoria, um, there, there's a number, uh, number of things. And, and the springtime is, is a funny season because it's, it's, um, it's a time where about six months or so has gone by where you really haven't looked or done much to the exterior of your house. Um, you know, a lot of the times being, being mostly inside the house, taking care of, uh, you know, things that need to be done in the in interior. So, as we get to the exterior, um, there's a number of things. And I mean, first thing that comes to mind for me is, is gonna be one of the most important parts of your, of your house is, is your roof. I think um, the roof gets neglected. Um, it doesn't get looked at very often. I mean, it's, it's hard to access. Um, there's no, really no reason to go up on your roof. So, so why would you? And um, that's where, over the course of the last, you know, winter, it's been it's been hit with pretty much every single element out there, right? Like it's got the rain, it's got the snow, it's got the hail, um, the winds got to it, and um, the silent killer that I call for the roofs is the sun, actually. And so we're going to be getting into the summer. Um, a lot has probably happened over last summer, and or even during the the course of of when it was first installed. So albeit, um, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So um, it would be a great time to perhaps have, a, you know, a professional, a roofer or somebody just do what I call like a spring tune-up mm -hmm. just to go up there, just make sure all the shingles are all still, um, you know, in the position they need to be and all the flashings are intact, all the caulkings and the sealants are, are, are still all there. Um, granule loss, that's a big one. And so the rain... Um, plays a big role in in deteriorating uh, and aging the shingles. So, a uh, matter of getting you know having making sure that the granules um, are still are, are still you know intact and and, and your shingle hasn't uh, completely deteriorated because of course it's the granule that's going to protect that sunlight protection. So, um, you know I, I should mention because I I remember I've had someone say oh my goodness. My roof granules are like, you know, they, people need to understand that's how, a, that's how the roofing material is designed. They, they do not stay on the material forever. They no, get they washed don't. away and they, and th this is how the aging process happens, right? Well, that's right. And, and there's a number of factors that can, that can speed up that process. I mean, um, quite often as home inspectors, we look at a roof and they are, they are very difficult to date stamp because most, most manufacturers will, will give a 25, 30, 35 year roof or life expectancy for a shingle. But every single roof is different. Uh, weather plays a role. And most importantly is ventilation in your attic that plays a role. So uh, it's, it's not uncommon to see a roof that's, you know, failing after 15 years because of improper ventilation. So just because the roof's been installed 20 years ago, doesn't mean you still have five years left on it. Yeah. Um, premature aging because of yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, when we talk about spring um, kind of spring cleanup or spring to do's uh, getting a roof inspection done uh, is going to be probably my number one pick and then getting into number two um, 
it would be looking at the gutters as well, having, having a look inside them for the reason that we talked about is granule loss. So all those little granules, all those little bits of, of grit will end up in your, in your gutters, um, which takes up volume really is what it does over the, over the, over the years, it takes up volume and, and you need that volume for those heavy rainfalls um, that um, can basically over, overwork, overflow out of, out of your gutters. And so getting the, getting the gutters cleaned is gonna be important, just as important. I, I think people underestimate the amount of granule loss that happens because, you know, I've seen gutters where it's, it's like a beach. It's like, a, it's like sand and it's clogged and it's yeah. clogged the, the gutters, right? It, it, well, it can clog. It, it, it just takes up volume because it is, it is a heavy product. So rarely does it, um, I mean, I'm sure some does end up in your perimeter drain, but it does, I, I've seen it where it's, you know, an inch and a half, two inches deep in your yeah. gutter. And just imagine all that weight too. And then you fill that up to with water before you know it, you're going to get a little sagging. You're going to get cascading water. So um, another important tip too, that I recommend is on a rainy, on a, on a day with, with a heavy rain, walk your property and just have a look and see what your gutters are doing, making sure they're not leaking and overflowing. And if they are, make note of where they are. Uh, draw yourself a little map that way in the springtime, come here in the next month or so you can pass that list along to a gutters uh, contractor and let them know like this is an area here um, that water overflows. So it could be a low slope. It could be a low spot. Um, but you know, chances are, if you clean up those granules, you're going to buy yourself a little bit of uh, grade, a little slope and, and you may, it may not um, overflow uh, next year. So that's yeah. kind and, of, and, these, um, and these are things, I mean, they're hard to inspect in the wintertime, right? Well, there's, yeah, you don't want to be, I mean, there's limitations. You don't want to go up on a roof when it's full of snow or, or rain. Um, you, it's just unsafe to do so. In fact, it's, it's, you know, roofs are typically unsafe to go up. So we would never let or advise homeowners to go up. That's why you want to hire a professional. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, listen, we're having a, a chat here just with some pointers. And this is all valuable stuff. With Pierre Beauvais, he is with Silhouette. Uh, home inspections and of course one of our uh, show partners here the website that people should visit again is uh, silhouetteinspections.com that is easy well listen need to take our last break of the day when we come back we're going to have a conversation with pierre and denise back in just a moment this is the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 thanks for coming back everyone you're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe having a conversation today with two of our show partners we have we just uh finished or we just had a chat with uh, Pierre Beauvais. He's with Silhouette Billing Inspections. We were talking about some maintenance items that you can consider now that the weather is changing. And of course, um, before and coming back uh, with us right now is Denise Webster, uh, who is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. You know, we were talking about the roof and granules and stuff, and I saw Denise bobbing her head because I think you, you were looking out the window seeing some uh, gutter overflow, aren't you? Oh yeah, it's been driving me crazy. It's something we have to address at our house right away. And when I did the gutters not too long ago, it was just full of granules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's it, an issue. It, it is. It is an area that people forget. And, and you know, for some houses, it's tough. You can't uh, access those gutters. Sometimes they're twenty feet in the air. Uh, and as Pierre said earlier, you probably want to get a professional to have a look at that stuff. You shouldn't be up on a ladder uh, checking out that kind of stuff. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so something that I uh, wanted to chat with with you guys, um, and I sort of alluded to it a little bit earlier, is I, I just want to paint a picture here for our listeners. So 
we've had a market that has increased. It, it went up in Victoria, somewhere around the range of 26% in 2021. So your house, which was at one point worth, you know, call it $500,000 is, I shouldn't even use, five, when's the last time we saw a house for 500,000? Right. right? <laughs> okay. So let's say your house was worth $700,000 before. All of a sudden now uh, it is worth uh, 900 and something uh, thousand dollars. Um, you haven't done anything. You, you've, you've lived in the house. You've enjoyed the house. You basically, uh, as we say, riding the wave of the market and um, benefiting from the appreciation of your home. Now, what do you do? Like, is your mortgage paid off? Maybe you, you have a very small mortgage. Um, you know, or you might be looking at investment stuff. Uh, Denise, you're probably going to tell us that people uh, refinance to pay off other debt, higher interest debt, right? Yeah, it, it's for all reasons. I mean, everybody was looking at their BC assessments this year and, and just a little bit baffled at the increase. Um, you know, it doesn't mean a lot if you're not selling your property. Uh, and it, it doesn't even really mean a lot if you're refinancing it because we still are going to do an actual market appraisal and get that market value, which, you know, here in Victoria seems to be quite a bit higher than that BC assessed value. And it's a pretty hard value to figure out right now because, Market value is what is a buyer willing to pay at the current market conditions? My goodness, we couldn't, nobody can nail that one because we're just seeing such ridiculous over asking offers and whatnot. But yes, to answer that question, Tony, for sure, absolutely tapping into that available equity and refinancing your mortgage to pull those funds is a very common transaction these days. And it is used for all those things you mentioned, uh, renovations to their home, uh, to pay off uh, high interest debt, to buy a secondary property. Um, you know, this is leveraging the equity that you've gained in your property by not even doing much. <laughs> oh, actually, let's talk about that one for a second before we get into home improvements. Um, yes. There, people have been uh, uh, looking at investment profits. One of the reasons why the market remains busy, especially things like investment condos or investment homes. Um, but it is much more palatable. Instead of taking money out of savings or writing a check for 20% of the purchase price as a down payment, you can actually extract that from your home. Mm -hmm. Right. And you still got to qualify, obviously. Yep. Right. And a really nice way to do it. And quite often, um, you know, very low risk way is to, you know, when they're refinancing their mortgage, maybe they don't actually need the money right now because it's an idea. It's an, uh, it's a future idea of an investment property. So it'd be pretty hard pill to swallow to just pull, let's say $200,000 of equity, put it in your bank account and then never find that property. And now you've just gone ahead and e increased your mortgage on your primary home. And you're making payments on it. Yes, and then you're not instantly. making, yeah. Okay. So a great alternative to that is to, you know, it maybe you're even up for major, uh, maturity, which is a perfect time to do it. Now we're not even looking at penalties. So you just take that existing mortgage balance as is, and we move you to a bank that will offer a HELOC, a home equity line of credit. So now you haven't changed anything to do with your primary home mortgage. You've just either hopefully got a better rate on that. And then we've added that home equity available line of credit with a limit of maybe three, $400,000 that you don't pay a dime on until you actually access those funds. So if you don't find the property and you don't pull it, you haven't paid anything extra. So it's a great, it's a great way. Accountants will really love that too, because that those funds can be very easily separated from your primary home mortgage to recognize that these funds were used to buy a revenue home. 
a revenue property write off some of that interest on those funds that we use to buy the revenue property. So the accountants like to see that clean cut as well. Well, if people are wondering how it looks like, so I have a, a HELOC on my mortgage and it's interesting because interesting because I'm not taking the money out, but when I look at the statement, it shows you how much available you have. And every mm. month as your principal goes down, your availability, maybe they're structured differently. No, but there's, the, there's definitely those options, Tony. So as you make your mortgage payment, that principal portion that you make to your payment gets added to the limit on your line of credit. So yeah. you're getting immediate access to your equity, basically. Yeah. And it's without having to go uh, get an appraisal, have legal fees, you know, change on title and all that kind of, it's an excellent, excellent uh, uh, product for, uh, for leverage. Right. A lot of people really like that security as well. They may have no intention of ever using it. They have no intention of buying a secondary property, but to know that they have access to those funds for emergencies. And one of the topics that's come up quite often for me is when people talk about paying their earthquake deductible, if the earthquake were to happen and you have to pay that deductible, it's usually 10% of the value of your property. That's a big deductible on a million dollar house. You've got a hundred thousand dollar deductible for your earthquake insurance. So that's not in everybody's bank account, but if you had that secured line of credit, it's there if you needed it. Now, Uh, hopefully the house is still standing. (laughs) Okay, amazing. Okay, so moving over to Pierre, because you know what, before the break, we were talking about things to look at, you know, checking out the condition of your roof and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes you go, "Uh oh, I got to replace that roof by the next season, or I got some drain tile work to do, which is not inexpensive. But a lot of people are, as we, as we say, house rich and cash poor. And you got to get these things done, but where do you find the money? And uh, I think Denise has brought up a great solution is uh, to have access to that funds, um, to be able to do these things, you're really reinvesting in your, in your home, right? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good way to look at it there, Tony. Um, I can't agree with you more. And um, me as a, as an owner as well of a house, um, I do like having a, a, a well-maintained house. So I think he, obviously, cause not everyone has unlimited amounts of money. I wish that were the case, but I think the key would be to um, have a list, uh, make a list. Cause you know how I love lists yep. and, and kind of prioritize uh, what needs to be done in the house. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's fine to just maybe put the house up for sale and not have to worry about any of those things that might come up, but you may buy another house that still needs to get, um, <laughs> that still needs repairs. So you, 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 sometimes you're better off just staying in the house you're at. Yeah. Um, get a home inspector, uh, get, get a licensed home inspector to come and do uh, an inspection for you. It's because it's not just for buyers or sellers, it's for homeowners alike that uh, can, you can, you'll get that list uh, basically of, of what, what need, what is required in the house and then you can look down that list and 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 talk to your inspector and get priorities uh, and find out what it is that um you know you can put back into your house whether it be a roof or a furnace or aging items because everything has life expectancy so um and, and i think that's a great way to to go is unlock some of that equity in your house and put it back into your own home yeah why not well- well, and, and you know what, you're, t- you're talking about like major systems and stuff. Anyone who, for instance, lives in a condo, you know, they know what a de- depreciation report is, which is that sort of assessment of the major systems and the lifespan and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Of the common areas. Yes. The common areas. People don't do that with their own home. And no. again, that's a good call. Call a building inspector like yourself 
to it, come it's out. Such, yeah, it's such a valuable piece of document that you can keep for you know for for a long time. It's it's kind of like a little a little checklist for yourself that you could just tells you what your where your house is at and how you can make it better. Yeah. I find my, my buyers really do take a lot to uh, put a lot of value in their inspection reports because it is just like you said, Pierre, it is a checkoff list and it's a planning for them that when they buy this home, they, you know, that we talk about contingency funds, like don't ever think, Oh, I don't want a strata fee. Well, you've got a strata fee in your own home. And that inspection report is brilliant for just kind of tying it, trying to time your expenses over the next, even just five years. It really just prioritizes things for them. Yeah, exactly. And if you're looking to do that, you know, that, that, that top of line kitchen or that, you know, that primary ensuite bathroom that you've always been, you know, dreaming of, well, that's great. But can you imagine having missed something else because you overlooked, say, perimeter drainage or structural issues and you go, oh, wow, now we've got a really nice kitchen, but we kind of need another hundred grand to fix the structural because we didn't realize that needed to get done. So um, I would, I would recommend anybody looking to um, spend any amount of, of money or repairs on the house, just to perhaps get, get an inspection done first. Um, there's some great inspectors in Victoria and uh, if you're stuck, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, just give Pierre a call, you know, sure, and, absolutely. Skip to, the, skip to the chase and just, yes, uh, Give a no, it's valuable. Uh, you know, home inspectors can, can provide so much value. Yeah. And I mean, some homeowners think they go, oh, well, I do a little walk around and I, you know, I know what's going on, but unless you've got a background, you know, and this is the whole point to have an inspection, you don't know what to look out for. Right. It's easy to miss things. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So again, uh, just reeling it back a little bit. I, I think this is a great conversation to have, you know, for those who, and there are people out there who, are, you know, they are very house proud, um, but maybe, you know, they're, they're scared about the cost of a roof replacement. They don't know where the money is going to come from. Um, and they've owned the property for a few years. They've seen a pretty big increase in, uh, in equity in their home, which as you said, Denise, it doesn't really matter unless you, you sell, right? Why not use a financial instrument to leverage out some of the funds and to do things around your, now, I don't think you want to use that money to go on a cruise or something, or unless you really want to, right. But to improve things like your house, uh, which will only serve to improve the value. I mean, Hey, that's a great double, uh, double plus, right. Yeah. Lenders like to see that the home ownership pride that they are making improvements to their home. It's the roof over their head. And, and, you know, that's what the mortgage is secured against. So pulling equity to improve your home is a thumbs up in the lending world. <laughs> and, the, and the other thing, Pierre, you know, you, you just brought up, you know, doing an ensuite, doing a, a, a kitchen, uh, you know, and you, I'm sure you see this all the time too. It's kind of a shame when somebody does those lovely upgrades just before they sell. Hmm. They never had a chance to enjoy it right isn't yeah isn't that true (laughs) yes a lot of people including myself have always had the luxury of of having such a nice wonderful finished house and then you know you get it appraised and you go oh wow okay (laughs) moving on so no it's um yeah it's um pride of ownership and i mean the house is really it can become a nest egg um if you if you take care of your house you love your house it'll love you back and it'll provide great great wealth um you know if you neglect your house, if you neglect your house, well, it may won't not provide as much as it could. So, so yeah. true. Yeah. But words of wisdom. Well, thank you guys both again, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, uh, and Pierre Beauvais from Silhouette uh, Building Home Inspections. 
uh, and of course our show sponsors and supporters. And because of these guys, we are here every week bringing you guys great information, home-related matters. Uh, and as always, if you've got a topic or something that you'd like to bring up, let me know. I can chat with our experts here, uh, or we can ask other people as well. Thank you, Denise and Pierre, for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Tony. And to the rest of our, of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.